Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to encourage you guys to create a folder, whether you're using Word or whether you're using Google Docs or whatever, create a folder. And when you are researching topics, save the research article or the website um, you can either download PDFs and put them straight in if they're news articles or take and save the links and create a, a document where you can easily go back and access those links. I think it's important that authors understand the value of research but also of saved research because in the future, you're maybe going to forget that news article where you read you know, such and such happened and these kids, you know, crashed a car into the lake. And there was a news article about it and there was a uh, news video about it on YouTube and we watched the clip and it was such a sad one. They crashed it in a cemetery. They were being chased by the police. And we were watching those clips because in the movie that I was reading, Tears of a Tiger, if you guys have not read that by Sharon Draper, um, I love that book. It's a lower Lexile book though. And so the year that I taught that, my students needed that Lexile. Um, but the themes are high school themes, in my opinion. I mean, I know some middle schools read it but it is about alcohol abuse and uh, drunk driving and, and the best friend is killed and things like that. And there is suicide in it. So it is themes, okay? So high school themes. Um, but anyway, so I watched it. I can remember it, but I did not save it. But when it came to, I don't want to give everything away in the world. I just spoiled the whole book on um, <laughs> Sharon Draper's work. But with my boyfriend's back, I started it out with a death. And I didn't say that he was drinking and driving. The, the group did not drink. That was in my book. However, he did crash into the lake. But I found another research article when I was looking at it. And then I had to research about, you know, how far would cars submerge. Like, I'm actually reading all of that stuff behind the scenes 
while I'm writing the scene. And it's good to save those articles. And so, for my boyfriend's back, that's exactly what I did. And I saved them because I said, well, you know, if I ever have another drowning scene, hey, I've got all of this research that I've put forward. I mean, you know, what's the likelihood of me ever having a character that drowns again? I mean, probably never. However, if somebody does say, you know, well, you know, what were you using as far as research? And I'm in an interview and, and, you know, I can talk about the folder that I did create to collect my research pieces there. Um, the other day I was reading an article online and it was about fairies. And when I saw it, I thought about my WWJs because one of my WWJs, um, one of our sweethearts, she's writing a book about fairies. And I'm like, oh my gosh, here's an article where they're actually debating it in a town meeting about an historical site and fairy and, and lore. And so that would be really cool for this author to read, not only to have it, but then they can share it out on their social media, and that can be great engagement. Um, So if you can find, like while you're researching, quirky little things or interesting articles, that's a good way where you can connect with your readers and you can share some of your behind the scenes of how you research for your writing and share it out on social media. So, I would encourage you guys today to keep research folders. Research is something that I do heavily when I'm writing a book. So, for example, if you asked me right now how many videos I watched of Selena Gomez, like seriously, I, oh my gosh. And yes, when you're on YouTube, you can actually create a folder that calls, that's called like research for my novels. And you can put them in there. You can make them private. You do not have to share out all of your stuff. Or you can make them public so that way your readers would be able to see maybe some of the videos that might have inspired your work. Um, But because I'm a songwriter, I didn't have to research songwriting. I've, you know, I've listened to enough behind the scenes of how songwriters produce their work and, and some of their their strange and quirky ways that I was able to build Presley with confidence so I did not have to research songwriter methods or listen to songwriters talk about how they get to a song because I've always been fascinated with that and so I've learned a lot of that just you know over the years looking it up and and researching it and hearing talk about stories and inspirations of songs. However, if you're writing about a character like that and you don't have that necessary background knowledge, build it because that's what can give your characters a more authentic voice. You want it to be realistic too. You want it to be whereas if there is a songwriter in the world that's reading your book, they might not say that's my process, but maybe they've heard another songwriter do it that way or something similar like that. Um, and maybe it can make them smile and they can say, oh, you know, she's right on point about the way that Presley, his place where he goes to write his music. Um, as, as weird as it is, I love it. It's one of my favorite scenes in the book. 
because it shows that that unique creative talent that can be inspired in strange places and that's an offbeat but i also watch tons and tons of selena gomez one i love selena gomez i love her voice um and she also was a pop singer that my son and i we used to love her music we used to love wizards of waverly place um and so now that she's an adult and she's now singing you know with some of the hill song you can go online and listen to her sing christian music oh my gosh it's amazing i love her voice and so i will say that she was my inspiration behind offbeat and so there's videos out there of just listening to selena gomez have interviews and talk and so i listen to those i listen to you know all of that i actually was looking up leanne rhymes because she had issues with her um management her family you can go online and google um i did that for a long time you probably have already heard the story if you've been following the podcast every day but i really needed to look up stars who had been done wrong by their family <laughs> you know, who had been stealing money. And this has been going on since early entertainment. I'm talking about black and white movies, y'all. Parents have been stealing from their kids. And so I read all of these articles. Um, I watched videos of the top tens. And I just got myself acclimated to the language, to the, the vernacular of you know, is it embezzlement? You know, what is it? What is these? What are these words called? What are these um, actions? What can happen? You've got to deal with lawyers. And I did not go through tons of that. I didn't go like she was the type where she was going to let her lawyers deal with it. She was going to let her assistant help her get the lawyers and and her manager. Um, she was going to trust that the lawyers were going to work all of this stuff out. But she was having to deal with misappropriation and um, abuse of power within that constraint of that family relationship is strong in offbeat. And so I needed to kind of channel a lot of that. And I needed to kind of go back and do some research in real life work. And I think that's why I love so much, you know, like, the role dolls of the world and, and they were researching so much and putting in their books with you know textbooks and you think about how he knew all of this stuff about you know animal anatomy when he was writing james and the giant peach with encyclopedia britannicus now look i didn't get that from anywhere i'm just saying it but like seriously i had encyclopedia britannicus growing up and now i have the internet at my disposal where i can research things so quickly but that is also the danger where you don't want to lose this really good valuable research because you never know when you want to go back through when you're editing and you want to look over it again just to make sure that you've nailed it. And so that's why it's important too because let's say you're writing your manuscript and you're researching simultaneously like I do. Then you forget. Wait, what was the name of that person again? I can't remember that. I read this article. I really love this story. I would like to investigate this story more. And then you forget. And you're like, on it. All that time wasted. And then you go back trying to search again. So I think research folders are really important for authors to go ahead and keep. 
So I'm asking you to prayerfully consider that. And then some of those pieces you can share out. Like I just shared out with you guys how many videos I watched of Selena Gomez. And, and I would be like, I could watch videos, have them on the screen, and type at the same time. I could listen and do that. Sometimes I would stop and, and watch. I do that too with Ellen Brock's videos. Okay, so if you guys don't know, I love me some AuthorTube and I love some Ellen Brock. She is my dream editor. I do not have the funds to get Ellen Brock as my editor, but she has this way about her on YouTube that really teaches me about plot structure and character development. And I just really value her as a YouTuber and her taking her time to do this work for us out here in the world who still needs to understand more about the author craft. I think we can learn something new every single day. And I just really like her presentation and her style and her knowledge that she brings to the table. And she also gives a lot of examples from YA and middle grades, and that's where I live. So it's really important for me to connect with those kind of themes and topics and ideas. So, you know, I'm researching that along with actual content research. So I'm looking up structural research and content research as I'm writing and I'm reading models. I'm reading the best of the best. I'm reading Skellig by David Almond. If you guys have not read that book yet, come on, put it on your list. Go on, put it on a wish list on Amazon. And when next time you get some money, you get that book. Um, I love it so much. I I can't even tell you when I when I found out that we used to have it in our book room and they read it till the pages fell out and then they didn't purchase the next set because now our county's mandating certain books to be read. You know, I just I want to like secretly go and, and buy Skellig's to give to every one of my kids that I teach the rest of my life like I do the Hobbits. So that's the thing that, you know, in my mind helps me tremendously even more than watching youtube is breaking apart books and author studies and finding things that matter finding books that matter helps me you know as a reader it helps me as a person and it helps me grow as a writer and so research is huge in my life i don't want you to think that you know yes i can write quick and yes i'm prolific but there's, there's a way that I manage this world to where a lot of research still does go into it. It just doesn't take me a year to research it. I'm doing everything simultaneously. So as the idea hits me that he's going to drown in the Lumber River, then I'm going to go look up articles about drownings. I'm going to look up articles about trucks emerging. And I'm going to do all of that so I can get the depth right. And I did all of that for one sentence. And you're like, seriously? You did all of that for one sentence? Yes, I did. Because it needs to be as realistic as possible, even if it's just one sentence. Because if I mess that up, or if I don't get it in the correct range, in some kind of range, in the research based on that because I don't have knowledge you know personal knowledge of that so I do have to go and research it I'm not a swim diver I'm not a diver on a team when I wrote bridges I actually had to watch videos about police divers I had to watch them you know talking about rescues 
Um, I did all of that for one scene. Article after article. Visuals. I was watching YouTube, listening to reporters. Y'all, seriously, for one scene. But hopefully, if you get to that point in Bridges, you won't stop and have a hiccup there as a reader and say, wait, I'm on a dive team or my cousin's on a dive team. My family, my husband's family always says my cousin, so I got to do it. My cousin's on a dive team and he does it better. This isn't realistic. And then they give up and they say, this is the dumb book. This book, this author didn't take care of this book. We got to take care of our books. We have to. It's our responsibility as a writer to take care of our characters and to present them in a realistic way, which means that we're not in this POV all the time. We're not in these experiences, and that's a good thing. We don't have to travel to Scotland to write about the landscape of Scotland. However, we do need to read it and write it and immerse ourselves in video and bagpipes and listening to music I mean, seriously, guys, you think I'm joking? That's what goes in my head. That's where my priorities lie when I'm actually writing. I'm listening to Highland traditional music. <laughs> yes, I am. And 80s music at the same time. Because Seth is Scottish, and that's his jam. And then Jasleen is listening to 80s music all the time, piped out of her mom's Chica's restaurant. And so she's an 80s girl. And so, you know, I'm mashing these two worlds together, but I can't just take one world. I have to pay homage to both worlds. And so I hope you get that feeling when you read my book. I hope you just, you know, I'm not perfect, guys. I'm not. I'm not a perfect writer. I mess up all the time. And you probably have caught some of my mess ups and mistakes. So when I, I here's what I pray for, though. I pray for when people leave my book, I hope they say, wow, this is a book that matters. This is a book that had heart in it. And she really tried with this book. She really tried to get there. She tried. That's what I'm doing. I'm trying to get there, guys. I haven't reached it. I'm not going to tell you I'm the best and you need to go out and get my work. You know, go buy it. Go buy it. Use it as a model. No. I'm not, I've never said that to you guys. I'm being realistic, but you guys see the work that I put into this life. You guys need to understand that it is a balance, but you cannot write without research. I'm telling you, I, you maybe you can argue with me and say, yes, you can. I still think it's important that you do so. So I'm challenging you today to really carefully pray and consider research keeping folders so you don't lose them, making private playlists if you don't want to share out your research, make open playlists if you don't mind, copy and paste links into a document. That's what I did. Um, I didn't create um, folders for each one and put them in there. I, I did soundtracks. But I do have links and Google Docs. And so when I go back, I can, it's a research folder. I actually have a folder called Research for My Novels. That's what I called it. And in there, I have Google Docs. And those docs have my links. They also have image links. So when I'm looking at models, and so when my publishing 
when I send back my publishing um, materials back to my publisher, I'm going to address it by attaching some links just to show them some images in my head of who my characters are and how I portrayed them. They can just delete it. I don't care. I'm actually going to send it. I say, just for fun, I've sent you some attachments of my characters. I'm going to do it just for fun. And that's what I'm going to say. Because it's fun. I love that stuff. You guys know that. Um, and so I just want to challenge you guys each day to keep pushing yourself. And if you find that you're weak in an area, continue to research that area until you feel confident as you move forward in your writing. But continue to write as well. Don't stop. Don't give up. Because the more you write, the better that you'll get at it. The more you research, the more you'll know. I know I just sounded like a poster. Like, I, And the more you read, the more you'll get better. So you hear this triangular approach here. I, I'm serious. I could make a poster about this. I just might. I might do a teaching lesson with my WWJs about it because... I can't stress this enough. That's probably what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a video for my um, for my Writing Warriors for Jesus on my Patreon. I'm going to make them a special video and, and explaining all of this with my visuals. Um, because I think it's something that we need to grasp that this is just a part of it. This is a part of the career. This is a part of the life. All right, guys. I promised you a theme one. I'm coming. I'm getting there. I'm still teaching theme, by the way. So maybe I need to wait a couple of days until I'm finished with my own theme lessons. So that way, if anything else hits me as an epiphany, which has already happened, um, totally transformed the way I'm teaching theme. After 20 years of teaching theme, I love reflective practice. I love being able to step aside and say, how can I do this better as a teacher? Um, and so that way it's helping me and I'm just growing in all sorts of ways in my teaching and my writing and um, my instructional practice. So I hope that you guys have a blessed one. Start researching. Tell me what you're researching. What are some things that you need? Um, if you've got some research tips that you want to share with the other listeners, you know, we've got like this voice recorder thing on Anchor where you can actually record something, send it to me, and I'll listen to it, um, and I might just choose yours to play on this episode. I can always go back in and edit you in. All right, guys, I hope that you have a blessed one. All right, bye. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.